Welcome, weary travelers, to the great big universe of Excess Press. This is a weekly podcast to bring you the news of the Disney theme parks and resorts. Witness for yourselves the wonders of Excess Press. And now, let's begin. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Excess Press. My name is Matt, and I'm the host of this Disney theme parks news podcast. And this is episode 147, where we once again bring you another interview with a cast member. We have another great show for you guys today. Today we are joined with Caroline to talk about her time working at the Disney College program over at Animal Kingdom. So don't worry, you're not listening to a repeat of last week because I know we had another Caroline on, but don't worry, these are two totally different episodes. You are not listening to episode 145, but hopefully you guys did listen to that one and you enjoyed that as well. So yeah, we have another fun one for you today. Yeah, she's going to be talking about what she was doing uh, during her college program. So you know what? Why don't we just jump right into it and begin this week's episode of the XS Press Podcast. On today's show, we have Caroline from Denver, Colorado. Caroline, how you doing? I'm doing well. How are you doing? You know, doing the best that I could be in these uh, crazy times. But how how are you during this uh, this quarantine that's happening? You know, I'm doing okay. Um, I am still I'm working a temporary job at an essential business, uh, but other than that, just trying to to stay home and uh, stay safe, I guess. Yeah, I mean, that's that's all you can do at this time. Make sure you got like a mask on. You have some Purell with you at all times. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, like I went out to the bank earlier today. I just I we had to do it. So I kind of just had way too much Purell. Every time I would do something, I just lather my hands up. But <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it's the new norm now. It's new norm. But it, are you in like the city center of Denver? Or are you like the outside of it? I, um, I live over by the airport. So I'm about 10 minutes from the airport, probably about 20 minutes from downtown. Okay. So a little bit more, a little bit out there. Okay. Gotcha. Is it, is it people staying in? Cause I mean, I'm in New Jersey and we're near New York city. Everyone's just kind of staying. In. I don't really know how the situation is out there. 
Yeah, I mean, um, I work, my job right now is downtown and going downtown, it's like a ghost town. It's crazy. Oh, I haven't wow. seen it like that. Yeah. All right. Well, just stay safe out there and uh, I, I wish you the best with everything because, uh, yeah, it's um, just yeah, be safe. That's all I could say. <laughs> but I'm sure you're taking all those precautions. Oh, yeah. All right, cool. So yeah, let's uh, let's talk some Disney because I have you on the show today because uh, you used to work for over at Walt Disney World. So before we kind of get uh, to what you used to do, um, I want to know a little bit about your Disney history. Like, how did you fall in love with the Disney parks? Okay, um, so growing up, we actually never went to Disney as a family. Um, I always loved the movies. And I honestly kind of started getting more into them in like middle school, high school. And then after um, my graduation from high school, my two best friends and I went to the parks. Um, and so I was 17. That was the first experience that I ever had, which is awesome because I remember a lot of it. Um, and even like looking back at pictures, I could still pretty vividly remember um, everything from my first trip. Uh, but I was completely blown away uh, with guest service aspect and just how like it really is just that happy <laughs> at Disney. So uh, I took another trip the following year and then I uh, ended up doing the college program in spring of 2018. So, so yeah, so you found out about it pretty pretty late because yeah, I went when I when I was six or seven, and uh, luckily I had a VHS tape to kind of re re remind me of what happened. I used to watch it all the time when I was a kid. Um, but so yeah, that, that's good because you went in the college, and I, I like how did you hear about the because uh, you were on the Disney College program, correct? Yes. So so how did you find out about the uh, the program? Did you just kind of know about it while you were in Disney, or did you see like one of those flyers where there's going to be a meeting over at the college? So I, um, I heard about it from actually from my friend, one of my best friends in high school, um, just talking about it. And so I had interest in doing it from probably as early as my, um, sophomore year of high school. And, um, I ended up in college, I majored in hospitality and tourism management, and I ended up needing two internships to graduate anyways. So I had already like really, really wanted to do the program and now, um, it wasn't like I just had to take a semester off from school. Like it was actually counting towards course credit. So even better. Um, fun fact though, it did take me, I applied and got rejected three times before I got in. Um, so just like a word to the wise, you know, if you don't get it on your first time, um, don't be discouraged. It happens to almost all of us. Oh no. Well, <laughs> I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm glad you finally got it after, after bits, but I mean, it, yeah, it's kind of, I guess to you is like a no brainer to, to do that, especially cause you needed that internship for your, your coursework. Um, cause I know sometimes people have to make that difficult decision of like, okay, well, do I just take a whole entire semester off from school so I could do this? But luckily for you, it counted towards credits. So exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It was amazing. So like, was it, so I guess because you applied, so you said you applied three times and then on the third time you got it, correct? On the fourth time. Oh, on the I fourth time. Okay. So it was yeah. pretty much like each season, correct? You just, you applied for it? Yeah, I think so. Um, one, two, three. Yeah. So, um, I ended up going my, the spring of my junior year. Okay. And what, what year was this that we're talking about? That was 2018. Okay. All right. So yeah, cool. So somewhat recent. So that's fun that you finally got it. Do do you um do you think there you knew like what was maybe holding you back of maybe not getting accepted the first few times? Like maybe if you had advice to other people. Yeah. Um. Well. So the first time I applied, I had absolutely no working experience. So fair enough. I mean. Oh, gotcha. That was, I just kind of decided to apply just to just to do it. 
Um, and then I think the, the second time, um, I didn't do a lot of research before I did the web-based interview. And one of the big tips that I would have to offer about that is, um, they want to see people that know who they are and they want to see like stronger personalities. So, um, I don't know how familiar you are. It's kind of like a, a personality assessment where they'll like yeah. put up a statement and then you'll either do anywhere from strongly disagree to strongly agree. Yeah. Um, so I kind of, uh, didn't, I was a little bit wishy-washy, I guess, with my answers, not like really strongly agreeing or strongly disagreeing. So I think that had to do with it. Um, yeah, I think depending on the case, cause I remember taking that cause I, I was accepted into the program and didn't do it. I've talked about it plenty of times. Um, <laughs> but I've definitely did it with other jobs as well. And I feel like with those kind of tests, like it's like, if you, it's like, you might feel one way about something, but like, you should just really agree to like what they, what you think they would want to hear. Like those strongly agrees or those disagrees. And, uh, I, to me, I don't think I ever really did too many things in the middle. Uh, it, I guess it just really depends on what the question is being asked. Right, right. No, I completely agree. Um, and I, yeah, my next time around, I definitely tried to stay away from the neutral answers um, and tried to go more towards the strongly agree, strongly disagree. Gotcha. No, it makes sense. That's, uh, I would totally agree with that. So I would strongly agree with that advice. Ha ha ha. So, um, cool. So, so you got it. So, uh, what, what position did you end up? Well, I don't know the position yet, but what like area, uh, did you end up working in? Um, so I worked in, do you mean like, like, look, like park location? Or? No, not park location. Just like the general, like merchandising, food or drink, um, janitorial, oh. whatever. Yeah. I was, um, I was a vacation planner. Oh, perfect. Okay. Yeah. I think I had a couple of, I've had a few of those on the show uh, so far. So I'm excited to hear your experience. Awesome. Um, cool. So yeah. So when, when you went to college, did, was it, was the college, did you travel far for it? Were you commuting or was like moving to Disney, like the first time really moving away from home? Um, so I went to college, um, in my state, but about three hours away from where, uh, where I was from. So I was used to living on my own and I, um, had spent a summer in Houston after my freshman year. So I had kind of done like a big, like going out on my own far away. <laughs> so the transition wasn't too, too bad. Um, That's good. it was honestly, so I went from an apartment to Disney apartments in which you have like a roommate inside your room, which is a little bit different. Um, so kind of throwing it back to freshman year, um, but it was good. I enjoyed it. Nice, yeah. So it wasn't wasn't too bad for you just doing that transition. You're already away from home. You kind of know the feel like, but now you're just you're really far away from home, and like you can't you can't go back and forth from home uh, very quickly. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> cool. That's good. So how was um, like how was your training leading up to it, and uh, what what did you ultimately get? Like what. Uh, area of the park uh did you did you go to so i um i worked at animal kingdom um in the ticket booths so yeah for those of you that don't know vacation planner is like a fancy word for ticket saleswoman um and so my training started with of course traditions that's what everybody does and then welcome to ops um which was like a half day class focusing on like just general safety and the four keys and then I had um, five days of what they call core class, which is basically computer training. Um, so we learned about like the ticketing system itself. And then we learned about um, selling 
and like Disney has this model called selling relationship magic um, and it's all about like discovering uh, um, the guest's intention for their vacation and finding the best fit package for them. And then after that, I had four days of on the job training. So it was me in a window with a trainer behind me, um, just in case I had any questions or needed anything. And then mm -hmm. an assessment on the last day, and then I was on my own. Nice. So uh, if I remember, isn't the training for as a vacation player a little bit longer than other positions or am I yeah, just wrong? Uh, it's like um, 10 days. Okay, so, so so how long is usual like other training? How how long is that usually? If you if you even if you know, um, I think it. I mean, it definitely depends on the role and you know whether it's safety critical and stuff like that. Um, I think I've heard like as short as like three or four days. Um, but it, I guess it just depends on how much like extensive computer training you have to do before you actually get on gotcha. the job. Okay. Okay. Cool. Sounds good. Um, before we get into the role, I, I usually like don't ask this question, but I feel like I should. Um, what was like just living on the Disney campus compared to like maybe living in uh, like a college dorm? Any any differences at all? Um. Yes. So it it felt like kind of like a college dorm, but apartment style. Um. So we had like a kitchen and everything, and we didn't have an RA. So that would be uh, the difference. <laughs> That's they a nice plus. Pretty, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, they were still pretty strict on the rules. Um, like no one after, no one could stay the night in the um, Disney housing, which is different than my college dorm. And um, they had wellness and non-wellness apartments, and they were so that's um, wellness would be no alcohol, everybody under age or willing to not have alcohol in the apartment, and then non-wellness would be um, anybody twenty-one and up. And uh, they were really strict about that too. Definitely a big deal, um, which theoretically college dorm should be too but you know <laughs> for sure yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah cool no i was just curious uh to see how how it was if there was any difference at all so so you were over in animal kingdom so what was like an average day for you because if i remember correctly with vacation planning don't they it kind of ends earlier like it, you don't go all the way till park closing correct correct um yeah so um we typically closed two hours before the parks closed. Um, so we would get out about an hour and a half before the parks closed after we banked out and everything. Um, so that was really nice. I never had like crazy, like midnight or two in the morning shifts, which was yeah, awesome. <laughs> um, but an average day. So we would uh, get there and go to the break room, clock in and get our first assignment for the day. Then we would meet our coordinators and grab our bank. Well, for the uh, first, sorry, for the first assignment, like, what does that mean? Would things change throughout the day? Like, what, what does that exactly mean? Or what does that yeah. entail, I should say? <laughs> um, so basically, that will tell you um, which window you're going to be in for, at first. Um, and it changes throughout the day. So like when someone comes to like bump you for your break, you'll be in a different window when you come back and you'll bump somebody else out. And uh, usually changes three or four times a day sometimes they'll move people as well like the coordinators will move people as well um if like you're on one end of the booth and your coworkers on the other end of the booth i'll just move you to the middle or something like that kind of towards the end of the day gotcha okay all right cool yeah so after um we clock in and get our assignments we um go get our our money from the machine and then we go into the booth and count it. Um, and then once we make sure it's all there, we uh, pop into the assigned window. 
And so a lot of what um, vacation planners do is fulfilling will calls. So if people order online, they'll come to the, the window and we'll get them the actual hard ticket um, or selling tickets if they haven't bought them. Um, I sold a lot of one day, one park tickets, which breaks my heart because it's cheaper to um, bundle if you're going on multiple days. But, you know, some people just don't care. So, <laughs> so yeah, I want to comment on that because I have heard stories in the past where guests would come up and they they just don't know any better and like they're they've been buying they've been there for like four days and they've been buying one day tickets every day that they've been there mm -hmm. instead of bundling for like a four-day package um is that something that happens often or like what are some other mistakes that you just you would see people make all the time and hopefully people don't make it again in the future by maybe listening to you yeah, I mean, that's definitely one. I've seen that a couple times. And um, we actually are able to look at their previous tickets and look at the notes to, to see whether the um, previous vacation planner told them about um, upgrades and about the fact that it's cheaper to bundle your days. Um, so that was a big one. Um, well, it's good that they can make that note and just see if like, if, as long as a cast member offered it, but they were like, no, I don't want it. And Hopefully that cast member wouldn't get in trouble or anything like that. Exactly. Yeah. It's like a little bit of extra protection um, so, so that they don't go back to guest relations and say, oh, this person didn't tell me and I didn't know. And yeah, good for everybody. Yeah. No, for sure. Yeah. Any, any, so yeah, I, I know you're thinking, but yeah, any other mistakes that people made that hopefully people don't make in the future? Um, I would say a lot of people don't bring their IDs which um, you have to have your ID to pick up your tickets. And especially if you're a Florida resident getting an annual pass or getting like a Florida resident ticket, you have to have your ID. And um, I've seen people get pretty upset, even though they didn't have their ID, that like I couldn't give them their tickets. Now that's interesting. Yeah, I would feel like that's like the one thing I would want on me at all times. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I feel like that's going to be like a new norm now that you're going to need uh, like a, a, an ID because of with the, the virus going around, they're not really using fingerprint scanners anymore. So like, I think you're going to, for at least maybe in the future, I mean, that's what they were doing right before the parks closed. Instead of the finger scan, they were looking at IDs. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. So people make sure you have your IDs when you go to the parks at all times. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. So yeah, we were talking about your, your average day. So yeah, you, you kind of set up and everything and what else happens? Yeah. Um, so like I said, lots of will calls. Um, but our main job was to find the best fit ticket package for every guest. Um, and, and that definitely doesn't mean like the most expensive one or like my favorite, or it's about like talking to the guest when they'll let you, um, and figuring out like, what they like to do, if they feel like they can handle more than one park in one day, um, how often they go to Walt Disney World. Because um, sometimes um, purchasing an annual pass is better than purchasing a shorter uh, amount of days right now, if you're gonna come back you know, in the next year or whatever. Yeah, it, it always surprises me that people still, at least for Disney, that people still buy tickets at the window because I feel like it's just a place now where you need to do everything way in advance if you're visiting. But I mean, I guess if you're like, if you're just going for work there for one day, it maybe it makes sense. But um, like, yeah. did you, were most of your customers just like one day folks coming in? Like, what what do you think the ratio was? Um, I don't know. I mean, I sold a lot of one day one parks. 
Um, but I also sold a lot of annual passes. Like I had a lot of Florida res residents that would come to my window and want to renew their annual, annual pass or uh, purchase a new annual pass. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. No, I know like sometimes people they'll on their, they'll be on vacation. They'll like buy tickets in advance. Say they'll buy like a seven day ticket and then they get there and then they, they end up paying for the annual pass. Uh, they like pay the rest of it off. Um, I'm yeah, sure yeah. that happens a lot, right? Yeah. Um, a decent amount. And a lot of people will also, um, just add extra days onto their, onto their ticket. Like they'll buy a three day and end up adding a fourth and just, um, upgrading and paying the difference. Yeah. No, that's, that's usually what I do when I go is like, I'll buy just the minimum amount I need. And then as like, I get closer to like, okay, do I need more? And I'll add it if I need to, but also it helps break up like the payment of, of things as well. So, Oh yeah. I mean, that's what I did. I'm an annual pass holder now and that's what I did. I purchased like a three day park hopper or something. And then before my first trip that I used my pass, I upgraded. So I didn't have to do it all the one time. Yeah, no, that's, that's absolutely perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, cool. So sounds good. So yeah. What, what, what else happened uh, throughout the day? I know we're slowly kind of moving along. So <laughs> yeah, we're getting there. We're getting there. Yeah. So, um, we, like I said, we would get bumped out for breaks. So, um, I think it's, so every shift you get a 15 minute break after six hours, you get a 30 minute break. And then after eight, you get another 15. And then I think something happens after 10 or 12. I don't know. Whatever it is with the law in Osceola County is what we do. Um, but then we get our last bump out 30 minutes prior to the shift end, um, because that's when we go bank out, make sure that our, the money in our drawer matches all of our receipts and um, our basically all the info underneath our login before we leave. Okay, cool. So what was usually like the, cause I, I can't remember if you said it earlier, what was like the kind of time of day that you guys would always wind down? So the vacation planning booth in Animal Kidley, they closed two hours before the parks, um, before the parks closed. Um, as far as my specific shifts i was i was pretty varied um i only ever had one opening shift though and i did close quite a bit um i don't know if anybody's ever like mentioned it on the show but like some people joke around that cp stands for closing person it's kind of true <laughs> yeah no i've i don't think anyone's ever mentioned it like you like using the abbreviation for closing person but i mean that's what i've come to known as uh, talking to all the people that have been on the college program is yeah you guys are usually the closers and the full-timers are always the morning to day the, the day shift yeah. so yeah yeah but at least at least at least I mean at least for you 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 kind of got out a little bit early and you had your evenings and i mean did you did, did you enjoy having your having your evenings or do you think you would rather have like a uh, mid-afternoon to late night shift um no i i liked getting out early it was really nice um usually i could either go into animal kingdom or go to another park and catch fireworks or something if i wanted to um, and then I definitely got to bed on it in a, at a good time, excuse me, <laughs> which is awesome. Um, but I, I never really had to go in super early either. Um, so a lot of times I would go to the parks in the mornings too. Okay, cool. All right. Well, sounds good. Well, let's get to some of the fun stuff. I want to hear like some of the memories that you had. So, um, when, when you were working in the booth, were there any like cool stories that you wanted to share or like, did, were you able to make any magical moments or anything like that? Um, yeah. So, um, at least in my experience, I feel like 
magical moments in vacation planning aren't like super conventional because like you're not like at an attraction like you can't just let somebody in the fast pass line and you're not like um addressing a lot of children because you're talking to the adults buying the tickets um so but i remember this one time i had a couple come up to my window um they're florida residents and uh the man had a like a a three-day ticket that he wanted to add an extra day to like a specific florida ticket and the woman had already used um her all of the days on her florida resident ticket and wanted to buy a new one um but i sat there and i started asking them questions about like how often they come and like whether they would be back anytime soon um and then i said well let me crunch the numbers and see what we can do for you and i used the computer system and figured out um their options and ended up that um the man could upgrade his old ticket to an annual pass for less than adding the next day and then could upgrade her old ticket to uh, get an annual pass for cheaper oh wow buying a new ticket and so they were super excited it was awesome um yeah i mean yeah yeah, it's not like super conventional but i feel like all of my magical moments are like about saving people money well that's the thing yeah i mean people don't realize because i know florida pass annual passes or florida florida resident wow cannot talk today uh florida (laughs) resident annual passes i know they're a lot cheaper than um like all like the probably the ones that you pay for being out of state um so that i mean to me that would totally make sense yeah if they're just not aware i mean luckily you're aware when you're working there and you can help them out with that i mean Right, right, yeah, and then they end up getting you know free parking, they get their parking refunded, and all the discounts, and um, there's blockout dates, of course, but if it works for you know if it works for them, it works. Yeah, no, no, I mean now they can come back whenever they want. They don't, they don't have to worry about it. So yeah, cool. So yeah, any any other stories like like that? Um. Hmm. Yeah, I know it's tough, like being behind a booth and uh, yeah, not being able to help out. Um, I mean, even if it's not even a magical moment, like um, maybe just uh, some other stories while you're working there that uh, that happened to you. Yeah, um, I guess one of my favorite things uh, was telling kids, like asking kids what they were excited for and telling them um, that they really needed to meet Mickey and Minnie because it was the only place on property at the time that you can meet them together. Um, most of them got pretty excited. And so that was, um, okay, this isn't a magical moment. This was just kind of funny. <laughs> I had someone um, come up to my window one time and they wanted to purchase a one day ticket. So um, I pulled it up and there's a screen so they can see how much it costs. And they looked at me and they said, why did the tickets cost so much? And they were like, serious. And I was like, um, I don't know how to answer that. I, I make $10 an hour in a, in a booth, <laughs> like that's serious. And they didn't buy the tickets. I was like, okay. Oh, wow. So they, they, so they went there and they just didn't even buy the tickets. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm curious. How do people not look at like prices before they go to like the park? That's what I would like to know. And, um, oh, this is another, um, I had a guy, a family come up to my window and they had Disneyland tickets and I felt so bad because it's two totally different systems so there's nothing that we can do um but he looks at me he's like well i guess we got on the wrong plane so at <laughs> least he was, he was joking about it he was okay with it yeah now i've heard about that as well people accidentally buy disneyland tickets and don't even realize it oh that's it's the best of us oh it's terrible god i would feel so bad if someone did that um i mean did they end up buying tickets like you was there's nothing you can do in that situation so 
the only thing that I can do is just recommend that they call um, Disneyland reservations and cancel and then purchase new tickets with me. Okay. And are those, I mean, usually aren't tickets like non-refundable? I forget. I forget how tickets work. Typically, yes. Um, I mean, of course, there's like a little bit of wiggle room, you know, in the magic and all, but um, in that kind of situation, usually they would make an exception if you're in Florida, but you have Disneyland tickets. Okay. Gotcha. Okay, cool. All right, cool. So were there any, any other stories uh, that you wanted to share? Now that I can think of. Okay. All right. Well, keep thinking about it, but I'm going to ask you another question for now. <laughs> um, so when, when you weren't in the parks uh, or when you weren't working at the park, uh, I mean, you have all this time, uh, you were there for, for many months. Like what is some of the stuff that you absolutely love doing when you weren't working? Like did, what did, what did you like the most doing? Well, I went to the parks all the time, like days off in the mornings before work, after work. Like I, I loved going to the parks. Um, and I'm like a big rides person, so I love to do rides. But um, I also met my best friend at Disney. She was doing a completely different role. We didn't even live in the same place. It's like a really like crazy coincidence that we actually met. Um, but we used to go do stuff all the time. Well, we you, you got to tell the story now. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so um, we got accepted, I think, on the same exact day. And so we both posted in one of the Facebook groups, like a little like roommate survey looking for roommates. And so she messaged me and she was like, hey, um, I see we have the same dates. Like, do you want to be roommates? And then turns out we moved in on the same day, but she moved out later. So she did fall, um, spring advantage and I just did spring. So we couldn't be roommates. Um, and then oh, okay. I said, well, well, that's too bad, but we should do lunch when we get there. And then... And, um, we never really did lunch, actually, um, but we we became best friends. Um, the first time I ever met her in person, I picked her up from the Tampa airport and we shoved all of her, her belongings in my car with all of my belongings and drove to Disney World together. Oh, Super wow. Crazy. Oh, so so did you drive? You drove from Colorado with your car uh, and then on the way you picked her up from Tampa? So I was living in West Virginia at the time um, oh. and then I went down to visit a friend in Tampa before I moved in. And um, so I just, she was visiting her aunt in Tampa. So I just picked her up um, and myself, my roommate, and then her and another girl that we met um, ended up getting a room at Pop Century that night and just splitting it. Um, but I figured, you know, I was heading to Orlando. We were both in Tampa. You know, why not? It makes sense. And luckily it worked out. Luckily we, we got along <laughs> in person as well. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> oh, that's really cool. No, I'm glad, uh, glad you were able to meet a new friend that way. That's great. That's got to be scary. I mean, it's got to, not, maybe not scary, but like you're like with the whole Facebook thing, because I know I've asked this on other shows before, right? Like, yeah, trying to find roommates on, on Facebook. Like, how do you like, how do you like vet, not vet these people, but like, because she asked you to be her roommate. Like, how do you kind of like, what was your first thought process? Like, yeah, I want to, I definitely want to be a roommate or like, okay, let me think about it. Let me like, like see what this girl's about. it. Let me look at her Facebook. Like what, like what's your thought process when she was asking you to be the roommate? So I think I, I think I misspoke. Um, when she first messaged me, she was, it was more just like a kind of gauging interest. Um, but we found out pretty quickly that we couldn't be roommates even if we wanted to. Um, but with my, with my other roommate, so I read her profile and we seem pretty similar. Um, seem to have like kind of similar values. Um, and so I just messaged her and I got her phone number and we just like texted back and forth for 
it was probably two weeks before I was like, hey, like, should we just be roommates? And she said, yes. Okay, cool. Sounds good. All right. Yeah, I was, I was, I was curious. So, all right. Um, cool. So, so yeah, you met your friend and we, what were we talking about? Well, we, we were talking about like things you like to do. So what were some of the, what were some other things that you love doing besides going to the parks? Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's where I was going. She and I, we love resort hopping. Um, but like I said, her aunt, like she lives kind of close to Tampa. So we went to visit her and visited, um, Clearwater and then her small town, which was really fun. Um, got to go to the beach, which was really nice. But I feel like a lot of, like most of my free time was in the parks. Um, but I love going out to eat. So like I would love, I love trying like different restaurants and um, I really enjoyed the cast member discounts. So that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Who wouldn't? <laughs> <laughs> what, what ended up being your favorite restaurant while you were down there? Or maybe it still is your favorite restaurant. Um, I think my favorite was um, Ohana. Went there for breakfast. I, okay. I love breakfast. Like, love love breakfast and they would <laughs> eat and they were like they had pog juice which was super good potatoes ham mickey waffles can't beat it plus i got to eat stitch it's super fun <laughs> was there like a um maybe like a tradition that you had like maybe every week you're like okay i need to uh get a mickey pretzel and sit on this bench in epcot and people watch while i'm in italy like did you have like a tradition or something like that Ooh, that sounds fun. Um, I'm trying to think. I think like my main tradition, I guess, was um, one Joffrey's. Love coffee. I got Joffrey's like almost every time I went into the park, which is bad, but mm-hmm. I love it. Um, but something else that I did pretty often before work, I would go into um, Animal Kingdom and go to Eight Spoon Cafe and get mac and cheese. Um, I like the shrimp and the barbecue, both really good. Wait, where and is that? Why am I blanking uh, on where that is? It's like right across from the Adventures Outpost. Um, it's one of the like really small kiosk type places. It's not always open. It closes at like four. It closes really early, um, but they have super good mac and cheese. Would totally recommend. The Eight Spoon Cafe. I've I've actually never heard of this dining location before. Oh man, now I'm looking at photos of the mac and cheese. <laughs> How have I not heard about this before? This is insane. Best kept secret. I'm yeah, telling you. No, there's a there's shrimp on this one. What is yeah. going on with this? Shrimp and Thai chili sauce. Mm. Got to try. Oh, wow. Yeah, shrimp with sweet and chili sauce. Yeah, baked macaroni and cheese. Okay. Well, now I know where I'm definitely hitting up next time I go. So this is yeah. this is the Eight Spoon Cafe in Animal Kingdom. All right. Cool. Yes. All right. Would totally recommend. So yeah, I would go in and get mac and cheese. And then I would head back towards the entrance. Um, and then right before it forks to go towards the entrance, like from Discovery Island towards the entrance, there's like a little like covered area almost, like almost like a little tiny cave. Um, I would just sit there and people watching eat lunch. It was so fun. Oh, nice. So it seems like you did do what I was describing before, where you would grab a food and sit down and people watch. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, pretty similar. Just, uh, just in my home park. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Cool. Um, so we're kind of winding down in time, but um, I'm, I'm curious. Like, is there um, a memory that you have while you're working? Like, it didn't have to be when you're working or at, at all. But like, when you were there, was what was your favorite memory that you have? Um, let me think about that. So I would definitely. I have a few. <laughs> um, 
Ohana you could, you could tell me all of them. All of them was super me. super fun. I loved meeting the characters. Um, and we got really dressed up and took like pictures on the beach before. It was super fun. This was at uh, sorry, I missed the first part. It was at Ohana, you said? Yes. Okay. Yeah, so bring that back up again. Um, and then one of my coworkers, she um, ended up leaving a little bit earlier than the rest of us. Um, but on her last night, um, we got be our guest dinner reservations, and we got them for for kind of late. I think it was almost nine when we went in. Um, so when we got done, um, we kind of built a little bit of relationship with our server. Um, um, her name is Shelly. She's awesome. She took us on a tour of the castle of the like Beauty and the Beast castle, like the restaurant. Um, and told us like all these fun facts. And then by the time we were done, um, most of the park was empty. So we got to take pictures on empty main street, which was super cool. Oh, that dang, that's really cool. That's awesome. Yeah. So late night dinner reservations, definitely the move. I've, I've actually heard, um, I've heard that a lot. Um, actually, um, it was another vacation planner. Uh, I believe it was our good friend of the show, Madison. I think she was talking about how she did, the uh, what's the the restaurant in the Grand Floridian? Is that the 1900 Park Fair? Yes. Yeah, yes. where you can meet Drizella and um, who's the other wicked stepsister? Um, Anastasia. Anastasia. Yeah, she was talking about the same. It's kind of well, it's similar, but like she was one of the last people in the restaurant because of a late night reservation. They had like really great one on one time um, with the cast members there. So um, maybe I'll have to try that out. Do like more, more late night reservations where we were the last ones in in the. Uh, in the restaurant so. yeah it's super cool and i mean i just i can't say enough good things about our waitress either shelly she was incredible um we're friends on facebook now super fun um and i still like every year when that picture comes up i try to share it nice cool any, any other memories um i also um brought well my boyfriend at the he visited me i almost said at the time we're still together um, <laughs> he visited me <laughs> for the first time um while I was working there and I got to take him to, I, we went to animal kingdom and magic kingdom and, um, he like absolutely loved animal kingdom, which is awesome because that's my favorite park. That's where I worked. And so like just watching him get to experience like Everest and flight of passage, cause he's a really big avatar fan was super, super fun for me and not something that I'll forget. Oh, awesome. No, I'm glad you, he was able to come and visit you. Cause that's gotta be a lot of fun. Cool. Yeah. Um, cool. So like now that the college program is over, are you still in school or are you, are you out of school now? I am out. So I graduated um, this past May. Okay, cool. Do you plan on trying to maybe work for Disney again in the future? Or do you think that was just like a one and done? I'm glad I did it. So, um, well, just like a, a little bit of background, I guess. So I, like I said, I graduated with hospitality and tourism management. Um, and I am currently participating in the Marriott Voyage Program, which is like a manager and training program with Marriott International. Um, currently furloughed, but, you know, once I get to go back, I get to finish my program up. Um, and then I get to get a job either at a Marriott hotel or otherwise. So, um, but I really found a passion in event operations like banquets. So um, if the opportunity arose for me to go back to Disney in like a banquets or catering manager position, I would consider it. Um, but I also like the path that I'm on now. Um, and Mary, it's a good company. So, so I, I would say I'm not opposed, I guess is my answer. <laughs> well, I, I'm pretty sure Marriott owns a swan and dolphin. You might be able to swing it. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I know a couple of people that work there actually that work at uh, my hotel now. Well, there you go. I think you already got your connections. Done deal. It's happening. So. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, sounds good to me. Fun, cool. So yeah, before I ask the last question of the day, any any anything else you want to share from uh, your time working there uh, for the show? Um, I think I just want to say, like, again, to people that are applying, um, don't be discouraged if you don't get in on the first time. It doesn't mean that they don't want to. It just probably means, you know, maybe you weren't ready. Like, I, I definitely wasn't ready my freshman year when I tried to apply. Um, and some people do get accepted on the first time and they are ready. But don't be discouraged if you don't get it on the first time or the second or the third. <laughs> if it's supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. In no, for sure. Yeah, it's I've heard that many times people tried multiple times and they finally did it. So, yeah, I, I, I strongly agree with that one. So, yeah. And I, I mean, like I said, I went down there and I met my best friend. So, I mean, I think, you know, everything happens for a reason. I'm, yeah, no, for sure. Cool. No, great advice. So thanks for that. Um, but yeah, so that kind of wraps things up. But before we get out of here, um, I always put music into the background of these shows. And uh, I want to know what your favorite uh, Disney Parks background music is, because I want to put that in for this episode. Oh, that's awesome. Um, mine has to be the music of the Polynesian. I feel like I spent like half my program at the Polynesian. I loved it. Uh, just going to get coffee or going to Ohana or something like that. Um and I have like a whole playlist that I listen to of Polynesian music that I, I usually uh, listen to it while I do yoga. So relaxing. Mm, definitely my favorite. Perfect. No, yeah, it's uh, I love the tropical music. Uh, I was just in Alani a few weeks ago. So uh, for definitely between January and February, that's all I was listening to before ramping up to before <laughs> I went there. <laughs> love that. Yeah. So cool. No, make sure to play that one. So. All right. Well, that's going to kind of end the show for today. Uh, But Caroline, thank you so much for coming on. It's been fantastic. Um, But is there anything you want to plug before we get out of here? Um, yeah, I guess I'll I'll plug my Instagram. Um, You can find me at Caroline in the kingdom is where I post all my Disney pictures. Still pretty active. Like I said, I'm an annual pass holder. Um, So yeah, check me out. Be fun. Yeah, definitely. I'll I'll make sure to put that link in the show notes so you guys can easily follow her. So, um, Caroline, once again, thank you so much for coming to the show. It's been fun. Yeah, thanks for having me. I've enjoyed it. Yeah, no problem. And uh, just, again, stay safe out there. Um, and I, I, I wish the, the best of luck with everything for you. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that episode. Caroline, thank you so much for coming on the show today to chat about your time. Yeah, becoming a vacation planner over there at Animal Kingdom. So, uh, so much fun. Thank you once more. So hopefully you guys are prepared because we have a lot more cast member interviews coming at you. And if you would like to be on a future episode of Excess uh, Press, the just talk about your time working for Walt Disney World or Disneyland or any of the Disney parks around the world. Doesn't matter to me. We'd love to have you on a future episode. Just reach out, DM me on Instagram at excesspresspodcast.com or shoot me an email at matt at excesspresspodcast.com and reach out to me directly. We'd love to schedule you for an episode. 
Um, but that's going to wrap it up for this episode today. Make sure you are subscribing to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, pretty much however you listen to podcasts. If you can, please leave a review over on Apple Podcasts. It'll really help out the show. Uh, and again, you can find all of our episodes over at excesspresspodcast.com. Uh, and again, uh, like I said last week, uh, I am only on Instagram right now. Uh, you can find me at excesspresspodcast.com over there. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, again, if you have any other questions, concerns, or again, if you want to reach out to me, shoot me an email over at matt at excesspresspodcast.com. And then I do have another podcast. Uh, it is a movie, TV show, video game, chat, review podcast called What'd You Think? I have all the links in the description of the show if you want to check that one out. So, all right. Well, thanks for tuning in and for your support of the show. This is Matt from the Excess Press Podcast signing off. Until next time, travelers. We hope to see you next week. And remember to seize the future with excess. Bon voyage.